Hello, and welcome to a Toast to Rom-Coms. We are continuing our wedding romantic comedy series? Sure. Okay. Um, Today, with a well-known classic from, I don't know when, but don't worry, Allison will tell us shortly, um, my big fat Greek wedding. Heck yeah. It is a it is a classic, man. It really is. Um, did we introduce ourselves? I'm Allison. I'm Marie. Welcome to this great listening experience. (laughs) (laughs) We've had we've had some problems getting here today. Power outages, Skype being terrible because we're archaic and still use Skype. Come in. Is this your daughter? It is. Hey, come say hi. Hi. Here. Come here. So you can put your the headphones in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's weird. You're weird. You, you just want to look at her? Okay. All right, then I'm just going to keep talking and you can look at her. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Uh, big fat Greek wedding. Do you want me to tell you about it? I would love to because I've been looking at this drink and it's so pretty. It well, it is pretty. It also does look remarkably like what it's named after. But <laughs> yes. um, my big fat Greek wedding came out in two thousand two. So okay, early aughts, early aughts, as you kids say. What a what a time <laughs> it was. Um, so this movie stars Nia Vardalos, John Corbett. <laughs> Michael Constantine, Christina. Nope, that's just Tula at age six. I'm not even going to say that name. So great. And now you can. Okay, go ahead. Hi. Do you hear? Well, hold it up. You don't have to put it in. Okay, try again. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. All done? All right. Can you close the door on your way out? Okay. Sorry. Well, that's okay. Uh, uh, the mom is Lainey Kazan. And I feel so silly because I always thought it was Mercedes role. Mm, I don't even know who that is. She was the mom in Big. Okay. Okay. They do look kind of alike. I don't have I don't have a good mental picture. Mm. I'm gonna say who um Nick Portocolis was, the brother. He was Louis Mandylore, and Aunt Vula was Andrea Martin. This was directed by Joel Zvik, and it was actually written by Neo Verdalos, which is kind of mm. crazy. I did not realize that. Yeah, this was a one woman play. She wrote it as a one woman play, performed it. Rita Wilson saw it called Tom Hanks, said you should produce this. And I think he did. Didn't even realize, didn't even see his name. Didn't know he was the producer, but boy, he made a good choice. You know what? I didn't see his name either. So was that fact just bullshit? I don't know. Maybe he was a silent producer. There we go. Tom Hanks, you're getting credit even if you don't need it. 
That's just how good of a person you are. It's like Whitney Houston, though. I don't ever remember seeing her name on Princess Diaries. You just don't look at, like, the names. They're producers. What do you even do? Exactly. Seriously, I have no idea what a producer does. So I just watched the Hot Ones interview of Millie Bobby Brown. That's that Mm -hmm. hot wing show that I like. Yeah. She produced co-produced Enola Holmes 2 and she said she got to do a lot of editing and script changing and that kind of a thing okay so you do have input I suppose okay um did you watch Enola Holmes 1 nope I just you didn't either no it's not that I didn't want to it just you know I had other things to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah same. It just didn't make the cut right and yet. Yeah, right. What can you do? Not worry about it. Exactly. Maybe watch it later. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> what riveting lives we lead. <laughs> um, tell me about this drink so I can finally take a sip of it. Okay. So this drink is a tribute to um, Tula's dad, Gus. Um, it's called the Windex Martini. Looks exactly it, like Windex. It does. And it's because he uses in- Windex to cure everything. It's like a running joke throughout the entire movie. Um, it is vodka, lime juice, triple sec, and blue curacao. It's kind of alcohol heavy. Heck yeah, it is. So we'll see how this goes. I also feel like it's a... It's a rendition that you see a lot of, like everyone, every bar has like a blue lemonade or a blue hurricane or whatever. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's not going to... It's not rewriting cocktail mixology through innovation. Yeah. But it's drinkable. You know it's alcoholic. It's easy. The ingredients are, you know, you probably have all the ingredients. And that's exactly why we chose it. Because <laughs> we did not have to buy shit. Yeah, I had all these in my bar. And it's a busy week, guys. We can't just be running to the liquor store willy-nilly. That's right. Shit's going down. Maybe we'd take it more seriously if we got paid for it, but, you know. Oh, God. That would be a dream since work is so shitty right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One uh, day. One day. Um, Let me give you a summary. Okay. I'm going to be... Can't- can't wait. I'm going to be honest. I can't look at my notes right now because the cat's laying on them. You don't write out a summary anyway. No, I know. But for future, I, I can't disturb her. It's like an unspoken cat rule. Okay. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding is about a woman who's pretty much overwhelmed and overshadowed by her entire family. They limit what she does, who she sees, who can she be friends with, and is pretty much 
um, determined her entire life. And then she starts to fall in love with somebody who's not Greek. And it's basically like she has killed somebody because her family's so upset. So he has to turn Greek and they have to embrace each other, the family and uh, John Corbett, and then they get married. Started strong, ended poor. <laughs> Started so strong. <laughs> I was very impressed with your characterization of Tula. And then somewhere along the line, <laughs> it just fell apart. It just felt too long already. <laughs> I was like, get to the point, Allison. <laughs> and then you didn't. <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, I'm sorry. Yes. I keep cutting you off. No, go for it. I got nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I just want to ask, you finished Stranger Things, right? Correct. Finally. I know. So, there are some storylines that Bernard and I like better than other storylines. Can you say whose they were without spoilers? Just say, like, whose you liked? Yeah, yeah. I definitely liked... How about this? I definitely liked the Hawkins storyline better. Best. Same, same. Yeah. I was always, like, waiting to get back there. Yes. And I thought that the last episode of Volume 1 was disappointing um, because one storyline was, like, completely left out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I count them as four total, don't you? I can hear it. Okay, I just think it's really cute. Sorry. I never <laughs> got an email response about the pet talk, so it's going to continue. Four storylines. Yes. Uh, Joyce and Murray. Hopper. Hawkins and Eleven. No, five storylines. I count Joyce, Hopper, and Murray as one. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, so are you... Mm, they left out pretty much like Mike, Will, Jonathan, and Argyle. Yeah. Can I just say how impressive it is that that's Argyle's real hair? I love it. It's gorgeous. I know. And that bastard probably does nothing to it because he's a dude. <laughs> you know dudes never take care of anything. <laughs> they don't wash their faces. They don't do hair products. Argyle, if you're listening, email <laughs> us toastaroncoms at gmail.com. Do you use products? What is your hair care routine? Yes. We need to know. We do. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um... I love Murray. My love for him grew this season. Mm-hmm. He's just the greatest. And Steve is just always the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer for volume two? I did not. I didn't either, but I saw like the BuzzFeed article and they broke down the clips. So sometimes I don't always like that because I just want to see it blind. Do you know what mm. I mean? I don't 
I don't usually watch them because you have to go like somewhere special to watch them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's eh, too much effort. Yeah. Do you know where I did go somewhere special to watch something? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> so basically you had to go to YouTube to see BuzzFeed's puppy interview. And Chris Evans' puppy interview was fantastic. He's all over the place recently. I know he just had Buzz Lightyear movie come out. But, like, all of his promos, and they did the accent thing, and his pictures. He's just taking over the world, Chris Evans. I don't hate it. No, no, I don't either. The world could use more Chris Evans. He seems like a great guy. He really does. He went on this big spiel about, like, adopting senior dogs, and it was really pretty. So it wasn't only just a puppy interview. It was just, like, a big dog. There was just this one part where he's like... Hey, buddy, I get it. I didn't earn your trust yet. It's okay. I'd really like to earn your trust, though. And it was just so cute. (laughs) He's such a good guy. Chris Evans, if you're listening, way to go. (laughs) Keep it up. Keep it up, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sorry, I had to get a pen out. No, you're fine. Are you watching anything else? Doing anything else? Oh, no. I think you better get a new pen. I have an unsharpened pencil. That'll really help you. Oh, wait. I got it. Can I reach without taking the headphones off? Don't do a Tula at the travel agency. I can't do it. bag markers where they're not supposed to be perfect nice okay um no so we finished and or watched oh we watched another episode of boba fett oh it's tough and you're into the grogu episodes and you're still not really enjoying them no i didn't like the whole training thing. I thought it was cute. I'm just a sucker for Grogu. Uh, my family's out there going for a walk. That's nice. Yep. I like it even better that I'm not out there with <laughs> Did you not get uh, any terrible storm or anything? No. Um, it rained really hard and it was thundering and lightning, but it wasn't very severe. Oh, so I didn't think it was severe. And then we lost power. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's about it. Bernard's like, we started Halo and we're like, it's so bad. Boba Fett is just dragging right now. Hopefully it'll pick up now that Mando's with Boba. Mm hmm. But the villain they introduce is just cracking my ass up. And I don't know if he's supposed to. No, he's not. He's supposed to be, like, really scary, I think. Or, like, just, like, a real hard ass. But he's just so weird. Like, this alien cowboy. (laughs) Yeah. And the way he talks, I laugh every time I see him. I I know. It was kind of ridiculous. It was kind of perfect because whenever I started watching Boba Fett, I was also watching Deadwood. So it was just like a great parallel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, and isn't Timothy Oliphant in both of them? Yeah. That makes it even better. Ugh, so hot. Yeah. You see his bomb in uh, Deadwood. No way. Mm -hmm. It's great. Is there any nudity in it other than that? Like, other than bums? Yeah, you see a lot of boob. No, you see a penis once. There you go. Is it a penis you would want to see? Absolutely not. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, And then other than that, we're not really watching anything. Bernard has a couple shows that he wants to start watching, but we put it off until after we finish Boba and Halo. And I don't know if it's ever going to (laughs) happen, to be quite honest. And I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. And I also saw that the latest James Bond is free on Prime. So I want to watch oh, that too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we definitely want to watch that. But I I never saw um the the last one. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that one? Ah, uh, the last one with Christoph Waltz. Yeah. I was okay. Yeah, so I kind of want to watch that before I watch this one. I think you have to. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I think you have to. So that's that's a good idea on your part. Did you hear that people are petitioning to have Henry Cavill as the next James Bond? No, but I love it. He'd I, be perfect. He would be perfect. They So originally, they were thinking about him, but they think he's too bulky. Okay. First, when he auditioned, he was too skinny. Now he's too bulky. Make up your fucking mind. Yeah, I agree. It's you you can't have it both ways. No. And he has to stay bulky for the Witcher. Hopefully that's better next season. Ugh. I still didn't hate it like you hated it. I had the same problem. Witcher was way worse, but I have the same problem with Witcher as the latest season of Stranger Things, and it's all, like, the jumping around. Oh, see, I don't, like, me and James really liked this season of Stranger Things. I have it ranked third, which isn't bad because three of the four seasons are really good. Which one don't you like? I think two's the definite worst. Maybe. Yeah, because there's like a while before 11 gets in it. And yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah. So, you know, I think one and three are tied. Mm. And then this season and then three is two. so good. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty equal. I'll eventually we'll have to sit down and watch one through whatever. Yeah. I saw a thing on Instagram where Millie Bobby Brown and Noah shop. Mm-hmm, I think so. We're talking about the ages of their character and they had no idea. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown was like 17, 18. They're like, she's 14. It's like, she's 14 making out with Mike. It's <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it was really cute. I like her. I was worried about the hot ones interview that she was going to be like too much and too much gen z but she was really cute and fun i liked it yeah she seems like i don't i don't know of course i don't pay it she's too young for me to like not pay attention to but to know a lot about but she seems like a nice person Mm -hmm. so yeah there you there you go 
there you go. What about you? You into anything lately? No, we just have to start the third season of The Boys, which I know that mm. it's you don't like that. It's a little. It's. I never watched season two because I was worried about the amount of violence and gore. Oh, season two violence and gore was worse than season one violence and gore. So that was a good worry. Yeah, and I'm sure season three is going to be even worse. I I want to know what happens to all the characters, but. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'll get there one day. I do think that my kid has been sneaking downstairs after we start watching shows to see stuff because there was a lot of monster talk recently and how scary it is. So you think she saw stuff in Stranger Things? Absolutely. Yep. And like she came down while I was watching my big fat Greek wedding and she like held her hand out to the TV and she's like, I don't want to see what scary thing you're watching right now. (laughs) And I was like, well, it's not. So you don't have to do that. So that's, I think so. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's a kid thing. You want to sneak down. God, but true. You do. You're going to see what you see. I still am confused about the whole shark worry because at no point have you guys watched anything with sharks. No, no, I don't know either. So let's get into Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. Um, so we always start our components of a good rom-com and our analysis of the movie by talking about unbelievable ability. What was unbelievable about this movie? Because something that stands out to us is that a good rom-com usually has unbelievable factors in it or qualities about it. Yes. So we think that rom-coms have unbelievability good chemistry mm-hmm. moments that they fall in love iconic scenes um i don't know there's another one or two in there but i can't remember what they obstacles yeah yeah for sure so i'm gonna be honest and it might just be because i really just wanted to watch this and enjoy it i don't have a whole lot of unbelievability no absolutely not i found this movie very very believable i think i might have one or two little things but it's all based on her own family experience and families are crazy yeah but that didn't take away from how good of a rom-com this is I th- no, it didn't. My theory is that the chemistry is so good that it makes up for some of the like the lack of unbelievability. Like you don't even need it. So yeah, my theory was everyone can kind of relate mm. to how crazy his family can be. So to see someone else's on display, not only do you relate to it, but it's kind of like, oh, thank God it's not just me. Good call. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, did, so did you find anything unbelievable? I did. I have to find them. I think they were towards the end. I have one when they first started going out. Um, and it's just like how formal the dates are. He's always in a suit. Yeah. And his hair is like always like pushed back. Like that makes it fancy. Yeah. That's so a I didn't good call. Like he's trying to wine and diner. 
Yeah. I, I don't think, especially on a first date, I think a formal setting is not good because if you don't have good chemistry or the ability to talk to someone, you're kind of just floundering. But maybe that means that when they were like, after they met, he just felt a connection. So he wasn't worried about it. I don't know. I just didn't think it was a good setting for a first date. I agree. Plus you're spending big bucks if it's a miserable experience. Yeah, for sure. I think that one of the only unbelievable, unbelievable things was she acted like she had never seen her wedding dress. Did you get that? Yeah. Because there's always like fittings. You know what I mean? Like you can't just fit into your wedding dress. It's super rare that you don't have to have any kind of alterations. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I didn't even think about that, actually. So that's a really good point. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I found it unbelievable in the baptism ceremony that oh. he had to strip down and like in I, the church. I don't know though. That's the I thing. I don't either. I don't know. And like sh- Nikki, the cousin had to like rub oil. That was a cringe moment for me, but you know, it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so cute how he like looks up at her and he smiles like, Hey, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah he's not resentful or angry no. it's just kind of like yep this is my life and i'm fine with it um i don't even find the windex obsession unbelievable because like people are weird and they have like their own things like every like old people wants like a salve that's gonna cure something and stuff and they have their go-to's or like me personally it's hydrogen peroxide and hydrogen peroxide has fallen out of favor with the first aid world did you know that? Uh, well, no, I didn't know that you love hydrogen peroxide, nor did I know that it has fallen out of favor. Love it. I use it for everything. Not everything, but I use it for all my cuts. I use it for my dog. I use it for cleaning out her ears. I use it to get like dry up anything in my ear, get earwax out. <laughs> so why is it has it fallen out of favor? They say that it prevents healing from taking place those medical personnel what do they know listen i have been using hydrogen peroxide since i was a wee babe (laughs) and And you're just fine and i'm just fine oh another use for hydrogen peroxide cleaning your earrings you let them soak in there all the gunk comes off Mm -hmm. true it's great it's i just use neosporin Listen, Neosporin doesn't clean. I need that burn and the bubbling. (laughs) The bubbling is very satisfactory. You know it's getting in there. It's like scrubbing bubbles. Like you can see the bubbles and you can see the working. So you know it's happening. I can't. So that's kind of all I have for unbelievability. Okay. Oh, wait, I have one more. Okay. Do you have one more? I do have at least one. Okay. Why don't you go? Um, I have two more. Uh, yeah. So I found it hard to believe that Tula's mom, Maria, had never seen a bunk cake. 
<laughs> just because they're at the grocery store. Like, it's not that un- bunk cakes aren't that unusual. Let me, let me, what word am I looking for? What, let me rebut my unbelievability. Yes. You know that they go to an only Greek grocery store. Like, do you think they do you think they have one of those? Absolutely. Where they are? Absolutely. They live in Chicago. Okay, I wasn't sure what city that was. Uh well they the only reason I remember is because of that opening scene and it said Chicago at 5 a.m. And I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen this part of this movie in my life. I didn't either. Yeah. It always starts at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you thought the same thing. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I just come in on it early. Whatever. Uh, What's your unbelievability? The grandma kind of climbing onto people's roofs and like kind of sneaking onto private property not so much that she's like yelling at everybody because i do believe that but the fact that she's like escaping and like getting into places where she really couldn't like shouldn't be able to physically get Mm -hmm. (laughs) i found that unbelievable but also very funny didn't think i was supposed to laugh at it now like in 2022 i probably shouldn't find it funny because it's probably offensive now but i still loved it I was more concerned that they weren't concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were all like, Grandma's back. (laughs) I know. It's like, well, how did you lose track of her? (laughs) I was also really worried for her back (laughs) because she couldn't stand up straight. Yeah. My last unbelievability was that after the wedding ceremony, spoiler alert, they get married. Um, they didn't do any like pictures or anything. They just rushed out of the church by themselves and went to the limousine. I thought that was weird too. And you can make the argument like, oh, we don't know if that was directly after the ceremony. But yeah, you do because everyone was still there cheering them on. I, I mean, you could say that all of the bridal party wouldn't fit in the limousine anyway. <laughs> but they would take somebody, right? You would think. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. That was strange. Yeah. Even if it was just like the maid of honor and the best man, I thought someone would go with them. Um. So, are we ready to move on? Yeah, that's it. Like, sorry, guys. There's just not a lot to say. It's a very believable dynamic and Mm -hmm. movie. I will say one thing. Until I watched it this time with subtitles, I always thought the dad's name was Costa. Why? Because it's exactly what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like Gus or Costa. Like, I never heard the G word. I always heard the K, like Costa. Oh, okay. So that was new for me. I never understood what Zeno meant. Oh, like an outsider. I only oh, know I only know this from like world cultures back in high school, like xenophobia and stuff, like a fear of outsiders. Oh, so he was just shortening it to Zeno. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I was always like, 
what's that mean? Because he says the Zeno with the long hairs. And I'm like, just because he has long hair, is this like some slang? <laughs> Maybe he means hippie. Okay. <laughs> no, I think he just means outsider. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but I dropped a piece of pizza on my notes and there's like pizza sauce everywhere. How could I not see that? I don't know if there was a glare. There's there's so much pizza sauce on that <laughs> That's too funny. I literally had to lick the pepperoni off with my <laughs> The ink is smeared. <laughs> From you licking it? Yeah. <laughs> um obstacles. Well, I feel like this is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Uh, he's not Greek. Yeah. He's a Zeno. So her family thinks that he should be a no-go. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I felt bad for her being pulled in different directions I because did. of that. I did, too. I, I, I even wrote down, it seems like everyone just shits on Tula all the time. Like, even before... Yeah. So it was hard, and I was glad that she was able to break free. Like, she has to ask permission for everything, and... Mm-hmm. And as a 30-year-old, like, exactly. that's... Exactly. Yeah. So you want to break for another drink? I'm not completely done with mine. I could pound it really fast. Yeah. Can I'm I... going... S- Sorry. Go ahead. I will say a couple more random things before this will give me time to finish my drink. Okay. Did you notice that they said Jagoff? No. Was it Nico? Yeah. It was either Nico or Nikki. I think it was Nikki. And I was just really shocked because I thought that was exclusively Pittsburgh. So did I. No, I did not pick up on that. Good call. It was in the subtitles as Jagoff. And then I don't know if that was this is in poor taste, but it made me really want a gyro watching this movie. And yes, it is gyro, not a hero. I hear when people say hero. I come on, just it's a dialect. Get over it. Gyro. What do you mean? You know, everybody else says hero, and anywhere else, it's Pittsburghese. Oh yeah. Well, let them come to Pittsburgh and ask for a hero. Someone will take them to a hoagie shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. Get the fuck out of here with submarine sandwiches. <laughs> it's a hoagie. Yeah, just like it's a gum band. Oh, great call. Mm-hmm. I say gum band increasingly. I feel like with age, my Pittsburghese gets like more and more. Yeah, I get the accent a little bit more as I get older, too. Yeah, I'm glad. I think it's special. Our uh, Finnish friends thought it was very strange, but then they were able to imitate it really well. Wait, they thought your Pittsburghese was strange? Like, your accent? So we were talking about how, like, just like anywhere else, there's different dialects in the United States and stuff, and we were talking about how weird Pittsburgh's was. 
Okay. And so James was like doing examples for it and like kind of trying to explain it to them. And then by the end of it, they could imitate it perfectly. Wow. It was really funny. So they just kept saying, let's go downtown. <laughs> <laughs> like over and over again. <laughs> it was so funny. Now they know how to talk if they're from Pittsburgh. Exactly. And we told them about like saying yins. We were like, if you ever play a show in Pittsburgh, make sure you say yins. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. I'm ready to make a new drink. Nice. Be back in a few. All right. Okay. Um, so we got our obstacles and now we're in the chemistry, guys. Ugh, the chemistry. I I feel like John, like the chemistry is amazing, but I do feel like John Corbett only has like one, one person to play. Because I feel like this was basically his Sex in the City character. I can see that. But... I actually think his Sex and the City character was probably a little bit more complex. Yeah. I mean, this being said, I still loved their chemistry. I love the car goodnights. Mm, That makeout montage. Yes. And I was like, ooh, he going to need to get some cold showers. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you think about it like that was her... On that bridge, that was for sure her first kiss. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, whenever she went back to his apartment, that's her first fall. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. But he does always look like such a good kisser. So, I love John Corbett. Mm-hmm. I agree with you about his characters. He plays like one type of person, mm-hmm. at least that I've seen. Mm-hmm. He's adorable in this movie. The one thing that bothers me, though, is sometimes, like, his lips continue to move after he's done talking. And he's like, I didn't notice that. That's so funny. (laughs) Bothers me. Like, and now. (laughs) I wish everybody could finish talking. Maybe it's just because he doesn't have any lips. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love their like they, they almost kind of have two meat cutes and I love both of them. I'm glad you said that because I had that question what's their actual meat cute? I said they met like three times. Restaurant, the time she disappeared behind the water airing the water bottle mm. and then when he actually comes in. Mm. I didn't even count that one of her disappearing behind the water bottle. Mm-hmm. But I loved their, I think what their real meet cute was, was them flirting at the window. Mm-hmm. He gets embarrassed. She embarrasses herself. And I just love that they both kind of disarmor themselves a little bit. Yeah. I thought that their first date when they acknowledge that they've seen each other at that restaurant before. I loved that. His response was absolutely yes. perfect. I don't remember Frump Girl, but I remember you. My yes. heart just like, ugh. 
I loved yeah. it. And then he just moved on. Okay, so no Greek food. Yeah. And that was and that was that. And you know she had to feel good about that. And I, I you know, I thought it was showed what a really great guy he yeah. was. It wasn't like what was up with the clothes or the hair or the glasses. It was just like, oh, I remember you. Exactly. I loved that. That was seriously like it's so sweet. And I guess in that restaurant, if you look on the shelf, I read this in the facts, so I didn't pick up on this, nor do I know if it's true. On the shelf, like on the wall, there is a container of apples and oranges. Aww. So. I loved that scene at the wedding, actually. Like the dad's speech. I thought it was really as heartfelt as Gus could be. Yes. Yeah. I... I did too. It shows that even though it wasn't his first choice or maybe his like 41st choice, he accepts what she did. He's accepting Ian and his family and he's done like making a thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, I know I have more chemistry stuff. I just need to, find it oh like the lengths that he goes to belong with the family like we talked about the baptism but like going to ask to date her to it makes me laugh every time may please date your daughter no and then he's like okay i'm done here and he walks out and he's like i'll see you tomorrow (laughs) and they don't make it a secret anymore like yeah we're seeing each other um I did cringe. We were talking about the first date. And I don't even know if this is after the first date, but before the makeup montage, when they're talking on that bridge, mm-hmm. I cringe at their little talk at the end where she's like, and you're just like, wonderful. And I'm like, don't say it like that. I it's just weird i didn't cringe i thought it was very well i personally thought it was very well acted because you can see it from her perspective like she never thought this would happen to her and she thinks it's gonna be gone at any moment i didn't i didn't mind it you also didn't mind when he like said you're beautiful and interesting she's like did you call me beautiful (sighs) that did bother me a little bit okay I liked whenever he said you made me come alive. I did too. I liked that. But I, and I also really much like him being like, no, we have to get married with your family. We can't run away from this. I, 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 I different day and age, but I was like, this bitch is just running around this school. <laughs> she interrupted <laughs> his class and tried to take him away from his job. It was like, red flag, run. That's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think something that was crazy. No, I don't want to go there yet. I'll save that for final thoughts. Okay. Uh, I really did like the, I liked the chemistry with everybody in the family. And then that really huge contrast shot to him and her and his family. Yeah. And just complete silence. And it was so boring. It was. But I also felt kind of bad. 
that his family was so boring? I don't know. I guess that they were made out to be boring. I don't, just because they weren't, there's not that many people and they don't necessarily have anything in common. They they show them in a positive light at the end. Like They do. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, me too. I love the whole big party where they get wasted on that Uzo. God, that would be awful. <laughs> oh. I get like you grow up with Uzo Ugh. and you like it. But I'm telling you what, that shit does not taste good. You- Unless you like licorice. A mom would have liked it. Yes. But you brought up an Uzo cocktail and I didn't, I barely acknowledged it. I, I, I acknowledged it with a thumbs down and that's all it deserved. Because it, Uzo does play a part in this movie. I know. Do you have the Uzo? Absolutely, I do. You should do a shot of it. By myself? That's not the deal with this podcast. <laughs> Ass. Uh,. Yeah, so that Uzo, it's just, that's rough stuff. I, poor Harriet and Rodney. Like, they did Harry and Rodney. I loved that. It was so funny. And then the brother's like, I didn't notice, so I don't think they will. (laughs) (laughs) Not how that works. (laughs) And the whole bunt cake thing, bun, bun. And then she puts a flower in it to fix the hole. Like, who fucking does that? Maria Portocalis. And I loved the fact that they just roasted a lamb in their front yard on a spit. <laughs> you have to have a permit or something for that. <laughs> no, it's your property. <laughs> I don't think you have to have a permit for that. I don't um, know. And the whole vegetarian thing. So, I have a fact for that. Okay. So, someone, it's not so much a I don't know. So I think Nia Vardalos said somewhere that there's confusion with the Greeks about vegetarianism or maybe the older generation of Greeks because during World War II, they had to eat whatever they could find to survive. Like there was just such a lack of food supplies there that they have a hard time understanding a principle-based refusal of food. Oh. Because it's just their cultural background. Okay. That actually makes a ton of sense. It does. It does. And it, it helps you understand. It's not just ignorance on Aunt Vula's part or a refusal to accept him and his personality or beliefs. She just doesn't get it. It's because it's like this generation doesn't understand not having food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was crazy too. Like, like the whole impact of the wars and everything. I'd like to get into that more on my own, I suppose. If that Just makes to sense. Just understand it yeah. a little better. Did you watch Conan Without Borders? Some of them. I think you can get them all on HBO, huh? You can. And I watched the Armenian one. And I know it's not Greece. I'm aware. But Sona is from Armenia. Mm-hmm. And just 
they had a very deep touching moment where they go visit the memorial and like she had family that was impacted by it and it was just very emotional mm-hmm. yeah it, it's just something you don't think about because you're just so focused on other wars i suppose yeah i i it's overshadowed yeah good word yeah by other other wars um yeah that's a good point so i like that i would love to go to greece i i would love to go to like santorini or mykonos which i never know that's how you pronounced mykonos until this movie i actually paid attention because i always thought it was mykonos i uh, i always said mykonos yeah it was kind of sounds like mike and ike's yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um are you ready to move on from chemistry oh wait i'm not okay i just want to say that i really like the chemistry between tula and her brother nico i loved the chemistry between tula and nico Mm -hmm. that his her brother was always accepting of her he was like her one cheerleader yeah. I'm not saying her parents didn't love her, but her, her mom definitely accepted her more. Yeah. But that scene where Nico was like, I'm going to take some college courses. You were the one who inspired me. You made the way for this. Mm-hmm. And during the baptism scene, too. Yeah. It was so nice. It was. This movie's he, amazing. He definitely added a lot to the movie um i liked when the dad was bringing over all those weird greek men for tula and the brother would would look at her or like give her a little shake of the head like don't know yes i loved the weird setup montages too how about the guy who blew his nose in a cloth napkin (laughs) no that didn't bother me as much as the guy who was like licking the spoon very (laughs) sexually (laughs) no i think the blow in the nose took it for me no really yeah i was like that's that's disgusting oh the guy with like licking his finger and straightening his mustache too that was bad (laughs) yeah um i like the getting engaged scene and bad. Yeah. I thought the chemistry there was good. It was simple. You could see how happy they both were. Seemed very real. Yeah. Also yeah. wondered what her excuse was for like staying over or was at this point where she just like, whatever, I'm just going to be there. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And then one last chemistry comment from me, mm-hmm. just to show you how much he loved Tula and I think her family eventually. Yeah. Um, when his friend says, oh, her family really has you by the short hairs. And he doesn't acknowledge that he says mm-hmm. it. He just looks at him and smiles like mm-hmm. he's not going to shit talk them. He's not going to play this little game. He loves her. He accepts her and her family. I love that observation. I didn't even pick up on that. That's really good. So, yeah. Now I'm done. I and I do love how at that cookout, 
Augusta really hugs them, like Rodney and Harriet. Like he really goes in, like he really tries his hardest. But it is sad. He says that they're they, they're dry like toast, but it's because they were fucking wasted on Uzo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they didn't have a chance because they're just so drunk. <laughs> I know. And the fact that they couldn't tell. <laughs> They're just like, uh. <laughs> like, it's not even their fault. Oh, my yeah. God. But how good did that lamb look? Oh, it looked amazing. Uh, and the Spanakopita. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm hungry. I want a gyro so bad. It looked so good. All of the food. Although I don't like grape leaves. Do you like grape leaves? No. Hate yeah, right? Like I warm, wa- cold. Don't like them. I want to like it, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. Don't like them. Um, I also don't like baklava. What? So mm-hmm. here's the thing. I don't think you've had good baklava because there is a vast difference between baklava and good baklava. Okay. I'll accept that challenge. There's a South Hills, you know that giant church in South Hills? They have a Greek food festival. Like you can see it from the highway, or not high. Yeah, you can see it from 79. You can see it like. Oh, by the Galleria? Yeah. Yeah, they, I know that. They have a Greek food festival every single summer. And let me tell you, the baklava is on point. I didn't even know you've ever been there. The food's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when you get good baklava, bad baklava is really not good. But, like, if you get the perfect, like, mixed nuts and honey and flakiness, it's really good. So I I just feel like there should be some chocolate in there. No. Just saying. Chocolate <laughs> goes with honey and flaky stuff too. I guess, but I like I like the no chocolate. I think it's amazing. Okay. Um what comes next? Moment they fell in love. This is so hard. I wonder if it's love at first sight at the place. At the restaurant? No, or the okay. The travel agency. Ooh. Because I don't know. Or is it on the bridge at that first kiss? Because for him, it seemed like he was on so many setups. And then whenever he first saw her, he was like fully in. Yeah, because she was different. Yeah. He kept saying to his friend, they're all the same. They're all the same. She wasn't yeah. the same. Um. Yeah, I don't know if we see the moment that they fall in love because there is like a montage of dating maybe for her it was on the bridge yeah i could see that that kiss was so sweet and so nice and yeah yeah it kind of like made it real for her iconic scene is also really hard because i feel like this entire movie is iconic oh no i have this one Please tell me. Okay. So my iconic moment is after the baptism when Tula and Ian are standing by the fa- that by the counter and the entire family comes in, looks over and goes, it's 
and they all rush him with their <sighs> arms outstretched. That's a really good one. But then you got to think of like, you think of the, like every time I think of this movie, I think of the Windex. I think of him asking to date the daughter and he goes, no. And then I think of the speech about the twin that she had removed from her neck. <laughs> Like so weird. I just think this movie by itself is so iconic. And it's I don't know if I've ever said that, but it's hard. Listen, the whole thing is about the family and their acceptance of Ian. Yeah. Her family is the tidal wave sweeping him or them away. And my scene perfectly encapsulates that. I think you're right. I do. I love the brother and Joey Fatone telling him to say the wrong shit and fucking with him. We're going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you 2002 in sync in their prime? Mm. Do you know how jazzed I was that Joey Fatone was in this? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, maybe it's because you told me that they were puppets. Every single time I expressed joy about in sync. No, Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You can't even deny it. You're like, eh, they're not even artists. They're just puppets. They just sing what they're told to. What an asshole. Listen, that's what you told me. I'm sorry that I ruined your joy for you. Do you enjoy NSYNC at all? Um, It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. I'll sing along with it. For sure. It was like a cultural phenomenon. You, I were, think it's, you were too into the offspring to even deign to acknowledge them. Well, because I'd seen it before. We had new kids on the block before you were born. And then we had Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And now it's like BTS. I think that's like the new one. I don't really know any BTS. I just don't think it's like that generation. I'm yeah, I, yeah. Um, we watched Tokyo Vice, and there is a very that, that was so good. By the way, it's on HBO. It has okay Ansel Ongort or Elgort yeah. or whatever. It was so fucking good. Um, two friends of ours recommended it and we flew through it okay but there's a scene where like because it takes place in the 90s there's a scene where like a yakuza gangster just like rocks out to backstreet boys i want it that way and he just starts singing and dancing and it's great but in sync all the way in sync's better than backstreet boys i i agree with that Ooh, i love that i'm so glad to hear that yeah yeah and I finally, this was insane. I was devastated. I blamed mom for stealing my NSYNC CD, No Strings Attached, for years. I remember. I was going to just bring that up. Were you really? Yeah. Do you know what happened like a few months ago? Tell me you found it. Dad gave it back to me. He what was that? He had it in his office and he was like, I think this is yours. And I was like, oh my God, you've had this all along. I thought it went with a car for like a trade-in. Yes. Yeah. But now I have it in my car and it makes me so happy. Okay. So happy. 
but that mom never gave me back my Switchfoot album, and that's probably gone forever. Yeah, unless dad finds that one too somewhere. Look, that NSYNC album. Oh, all it's the, a classic. All the emotions came back with that. It was so good. I had so many, like, you know, you have the um, bye, 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 like, dancer to mm-hmm. memorize, then it's going to be May, and I think that was the one that had, like, digital get down. That was a good song. I don't know that. It's about cyber sex. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Um, we were talking about iconic scene, and then oh, we yes. talked about Nico and Nikki yes. fucking with Ian. Yes, Nico and Angelo. Angelo, sorry, we gonna kill ya. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we got to sum up real fast. We got twenty minutes. Do they stay together? Absolutely. Sure thing. I think I saw the second one, but I don't remember it. I never saw the second one. Maybe we should do it eventually. Mm. But I feel like it's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad for sure. I feel like this should have been a standalone. I do like the fast forward with like the Greek school thing. Yeah. Um, I do think it was kind of unbelievable that the parents bought them a house that they had never seen. And it was the house next door. I don't know. I thought that was cute. I didn't dig too deep into that. Maybe when the grandma escapes, she goes there from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Keep her safe. Yeah. Save that grandma. Old people. You got to save the old people. Um, Some facts for you. Mm-hmm. Ian's BFF, Mike, mm-hmm. that was Tula's husband in real life. So that was Nia Bordalis' husband. What? Yeah, they got divorced in 2018, mm. but that was her real-life husband. Um, all the people on the bride's side at the wedding are actually Nia Vardalis' family. That's insane. hmm She's supposed to be 30 in this movie, but she was 40. Ooh. And um, John Corbett was 41, and his mom was 51. <laughs> yep. Wow. Hopefully they did like a lot of stuff to make her look old. Yeah. It happens so often. Yeah. And and then um, after Paranormal Activity, this is the second most profitable film. Not saying it has grossed the much or the most, but compared to how much it costs to make. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Those are my facts. I have a few final thoughts. Let's go. I really liked... Well, so I'm going to mention the grandma a couple of times. First is going to be like a light thing. I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever they're having the confrontation with Ian at the family house, the grandma's just pounding a Miller light. Oh, yeah. I loved it. On a stool. Yes. Like, it was amazing. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> but then I also love that moment whenever she comes in with her little seashell thing and they have this three generations kind of touching moment. I wrote that down too. Um, at that scene in the bedroom, they're looking yes. in the mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that too. I found that to be really touching mm-hmm. because 
overall, like this is a very touching movie movie with the family and mm-hmm. acceptance and just loving each other and yeah, it's nice. Um, something that I feel didn't age well with this movie, or maybe it's just like a family thing or a generational thing is the chauvinism in this movie from like, I just think that Gus's idea for it, how it had to be his idea for Tula to go to the travel agency. It couldn't come from a woman, right? The manipulating of the men because the women couldn't have the idea, um, even if you want to go so far as to say Tula's happiness rested on her finding a husband and being married instead oh, of being yeah. fulfilled otherwise. Y- you need to get married. You look so old. That yeah. was hard. <laughs> I know, but I could see that also happening today too. Yeah. Yeah. That I just think that, that's the boomer generation and that's never going to change. But did this movie help keep that stereotype because she did get married after she, okay. I don't don't think think so. so. No. Okay. I think it was probably like a cultural thing too. Um, but that upset me as well. Like, the whole you look so old, you're never going to get married. Mm-hmm. So upsetting. Right. That's why okay. I like, I questioned at a bunch of different times, like, does the dad actually care for her or does he just care about like what it looks like from the outside? Right. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um. Do you have anything? I have two things, two more things. Did you notice that one of the wedding gifts was a bassinet? I did not. Awkward. Yeah. (laughs) If somebody would have gotten me a bassinet for my wedding, I would have returned that shit in an instant. (laughs) Since it's been about five years. (laughs) Maybe I would have saved it and put my cat in it. Oh, made that a Christmas card just for whoever. Oh, yeah. We're expecting... And then just like a cat and a bass in it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I I don't think we mentioned the aunt as much as we should have. And I think Aunt we, Vula? Mm-hmm, I think we need to give her her due. I Yes. She I loved her. I thought she was very instrumental in this movie. I thought she also reminded me of Stacey London from What Not to Wear. <laughs> Absolutely, I could see that. Um, I thought that even with her oversharing and her non-understanding of vegetarianism, I felt like she was a good person. Yes. Um, how she stayed with his parents during the reception and helped them understand. And she wanted them to dance. And she was trying to include them in the family throughout the movie. Man, I didn't even pick up on that. That's so insightful. And you're totally right. Thank you. You're welcome. No, that's a really good point. Because... That's exactly what she did. Mm-hmm. Even though she got them drunk on Uzo. <laughs> Come on, you're Greek now. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy. <laughs> oh, oh. And then at the end when she goes, oh, Taki, he looks Greek. <laughs> what? No, he doesn't. <laughs> I loved her plucking the chin hairs out of the mom. 
So believable. Big one, big one. <laughs> I don't have any yet, but I'm sure they're going to come soon. Absolutely. Do you have 40. any? 40. Yeah, you pointed them out to me. I did. I don't remember that. Why am I such a bitch? It was that. Well, it's better to know, right? I guess. So now, so now I obsessively do this every day. No, you don't. I do no. to see if I need to do anything. That's so sad. I blame myself. I have to know. Do you know what I am really obsessive about? Mm. The mascara goop that Chandler Bing talked about. Because I have it all the time. Same. I think it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. That's it, just what happens. Yeah. I'm really sorry about the chin hairs. I feel really bad. I feel bad. It's a fact of life. <laughs> um, I got one more final thought. Mm. Lay it's it on quick, me. It's a quickie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just loved Ian's parents' faces when they were all spitting on Tula as she walked on the, <laughs> on the aisle. Yes. <laughs> you know what, though? They were horrified. How awful were the bridesmaids' dresses? Oh, terrible. Oh, God. They were awful. And how about just the scene where they're talking about Ian going to be baptized and Gusta is like, Nikki's going to be your godmother. And he looks over and she's just like fucking with her boobs, just like making him look bigger. Yeah. I loved it. (sighs) It's just such a good movie. It is. It is. I, five out of five. Yeah. I got to agree. The humor wasn't, didn't overshadow anything. Um, good love story. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I just think it's a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I think the comedy makes up for the lack of unbelievability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's believable in a, it doesn't take itself too seriously. So yeah. that helps. I th- same thing you said, but different words. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Um, I loved it. So we'll see what we're going to do next. We previously named three movies before. I think it was like The Wedding Singer. 27 Dresses was one of them. And there was something else that I can't remember. Father of the Bride. Yeah. Let's do 27 Dresses next. Okay. Sounds good. Um. All right. Well, until next time, rate, review, follow. <laughs> At Toasty Romcoms on Instagram, a toast to romcoms at gmail.com if you'd like to send us a note. No, I think it's a- just toast to romcoms at gmail.com. What did I say? Uh no, whatever. Maybe that's why we're not no, getting emails. Uh, send it to toast to romcoms. Toast to romcoms. Maybe we need to take the uh out of our name. May yeah. Maybe we just be like, welcome to toast to romcoms. Yeah, I think let's we're- rebrand. Yes. New year, new us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work on a rebranding, guys. <laughs> Maybe that'll work for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to make all the difference in the world. Um, <laughs> website, toastromcoms.com. See all of our drinks. This drink wasn't bad. It was just really strong. So if you want to get fucked up real fast, drink this drink. Drink it. Goes down quick. Goes down real fast. And it's yep. a beautiful color so if you like a colorful drink to Make add your tongue blue oh is it yeah yours is mine i can't see i can't see it either no. sun uh, mm-hmm. yeah all right 
Well, um, until next time, probably 27 dresses. There's like a 90% chance that it's 27 dresses. <laughs> I like it. Glad my power came back on so we could do this pod. And, That's right. Uh, until next time. Please watch up. Drink up. And cheers. cheers. Thank you.